Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place because it's time to win with dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Welcome to Win With Dogs. I'm your host, Raquel. Are you breathing? You must be or you wouldn't be alive, right? Well, that's true, but really, how much attention do you actually pay to your breath? Probably not that much. Well, today, we are going to talk about the breath and the importance of proper breathing and breathing with intention. And I'm going to be joined today by Jonathan Rudinger, a foremost authority in the world of animal massage. Jonathan has written numerous books on pet massage and has been featured in various animal magazines. He's also the president and founder of the International Association of Animal Massage and Bodywork Practitioners. You try to say that in one breath. (laughs) Jonathan can talk shop on numerous topics, so I was delighted when he suggested we talk about the breath. This is one of my favorite topics. And I met Jonathan at the conference that I spoke at in Toledo, the annual conference of the IAAMB. And he's a delight and full of wisdom and interesting perspective. So right after this short break, we're going to talk about the breath. So hang tight, but don't quit breathing. Be back in a second. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win With Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Like I said, we're hosted by... 
a famous, famous massage, animal massage man, Jonathan Rodinger. He has a website called PetMassage.com where they offer tons of classes and instruction on how to become an animal massage therapist or even do work with your own animals at home. So, Jonathan, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. You can you can repeat that introduction. I loved it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I, oh no! Don't stop! Don't stop! Believe me, I could go <laughs> on and on, but hey, I ran out of breath. I need some practice with proper breathing. So when I talked to you <laughs> earlier, you suggested we get away from deciphering your fingertips and the effects that your perspiration <laughs> has on your dogs, which I think is a fabulous topic. And we talk about the breath. And I think that's a great idea. One thing, let's just start out this conversation. Remember that we are primarily humans, are aquatic creatures in the fetus, and we come out into the world connected to the umbilical cord, and we have what's called the first breath and the first breath of our life actually triggers a whole host of physiological changes in our body and it also helps our circulatory system learn to take oxygen from the blood instead of the placenta so breathing is extremely extremely important it's it's like you could talk for days on it but i want to talk with jonathan about how a practitioner's breathing affects the animal that you're working on. Let's just start there. Jonathan, what do you think? Should we start there? Sure we can. Sure we can. Um, wow, where do we start? This is the <laughs> What about <laughs> this, is the, this first, is a totally unscripted show. I want you to know that. The uh, we love breathing, that. when I'm breathing first thing I want to say is that if you hold your breath, which means that you stop your breathing process, um, all the muscles in your body start to atrophy or they tighten up. Um, mm-hmm. So if you hold your breath, if you were just playing it, uh, then um, uh, what can we say? When you hold your breath, the animal feels your, the tightness in your hands. Your hands are tight. You can't feel the animal, and the animal kind of experiences that lack of connection, and they'll, they'll start to pull away from you. So any kind of massage that you're going to be having, any kind of, like, um, kind of creative juices flowing, any kind of releases that you're hoping to happen, isn't going to happen if you're holding your breath or if you're kind of restricting your breathing. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, that's really interesting. So you touched mm-hmm. on a couple things there that I find really fascinating. Number one, the fact that when we stop breathing, the muscles atrophy, and you're right, just for a split second, our muscles are deprived of that oxygen, and, and on a microscopic, energetic level, there is a constriction that starts to happen, almost like a binding that starts to happen in the body. And mm-hmm. yes, animals right. who are completely nonverbal and totally in tune with energy will definitely feel this. And and the second thing that you touched on that I really find super, I mean, super fascinating is the fact that if I want to initiate a change, well, actually, I don't do any initiating. I stand there and hold space. But if I'm interested mm-hmm. in an animal <laughs> releasing energy, if I'm holding my breath or not paying attention to breathing fluidly, belly breathing, diaphragm breathing, you're saying that the animal actually, their own response to the massage is also restricted. In other words, they're not getting the release they need because we're almost preventing it. Exactly right. Exactly right. When you're working with a dog, and um, I'm, I'm going to suppose that all the people who are listening to this, um, uh, to this broadcast massage their dogs or pet their dogs. If you're holding on to your dog and you're reaching over to, uh, to you know, hold, let's say you hold the dog underneath the neck and you reach over to touch the tip of the tail and you stretch, 
by stretching your pectoral muscles out, opening your chest, you're actually tightening these muscles in your shoulders and your arms, and that's going to restrict the flow of oxygen, blood, all the hormones, all to your hands, and the dogs are going to feel that. So I just caution my students about stretching too much and, and just kind of making sure that their, their breath can, comes naturally from their core. Yeah, so, okay, that's super important. So, actually, less effort, and and we're talking about proper ergonomics and making sure as a practitioner or as a person, whether you're a professional or not, and you're massaging your dog and you really want to have the best experience, you're saying make sure that in your own body there's not a lot of tension, you're not overstretched, you're not standing in a weird position that makes your muscles have to flex and be uncomfortable because that in turn, restricts the breath, exactly which right. restricts the feeling of the, the dog. The breath is really fascinating, Jonathan. You've obviously heard of it called like the prana or, you know, it moves chi in the body. Breath is life. You hear this all the time. And you just also said something that I really want to expand on, and that is you encourage your students and students who want to get the best, you know, experience of a massage practice with their animal is to breathe in the core. And a lot of people kind of have trouble understanding what that is. When you hear belly breathing or diaphragm breathing, the importance of breathing in the core is really utilizing the primary musculature of breathing, which is your diaphragm. So everyone listening, Jonathan, you too, Mark, you too, I want you to put your hand, uh, I want you to sit up tall, put your hand on your sternum, which is right at the base of the ribs, and I want you to take a couple breaths, and I want you to, I want us all to observe, is our chest rising when we breathe, or is our diaphragm moving when we breathe? Let's just take a couple breaths and see. Just nice inhale, and exhale, and the first breath I did... I know. <laughs> the first breath I did was in the chest. Was yours, or are you in the yes, belly it was, already? Yes, was. And then I had to kind of like, you know, observe my little finger move up and down with when my diaphragm started moving. So, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Our, our so your first was in the chest. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay, naturally we breathe improperly. So you're talking about <laughs> massaging and not flexing the muscles. Well, let's just take it a step further to make it sound even more difficult. Just kidding, just kidding. When you're sitting there, Calm, completely calm, thinking you're totally relaxed in the best possible position. If our breath isn't right, in fact, we are constricted from the core out. Mm-hmm. That's right. So That's right. how can we, what are some of the things we need to even look for for proper breathing? Can we tell in the animal if we're breathing right? I mean, can we, can. I mean, what can so we do the yeah, the animal is going to reflect your intention and your, the, the quality of your breath. So if your okay. animal is relaxed, uh, yeah. then that would give you an indication that you're breathing okay. One, one um, exercise that you can do with your dog is to sit with your, just sit quietly with your dog and hold your breath. Observe your mm-hmm. own body as it starts to tighten up, you know, right before you turn blue and pass out. You would look, okay. look at the dog, and you would see that the dog would start to kind of, he's starting to squint his eyes, try, starting to back away from you a little bit, starting to constrict his body because he's going to want to entrain with you. So if you're getting tight, he's going to want he's going to be tight. One of the things Because are, they love if, if to match what we do. Exactly right. One of the things that dogs recognize in tightness is like when a dog is is getting ready to uh, go into battle as to defend himself or to fight, uh, uh-huh. they will tense up their muscles in order to kind of like, you know, get ready to spring, spring forward into right. action or to, or to spring away in, in running. 
So when they detect tightness, they're, they're not sure what that means. They're, it could be you're angry. It could mean you're stressed. It could mean a number of things. It could mean that you're having some sort of physical difficulty that they don't know what to do about. So it causes yeah. some confusion. And what they're going to want to do is they're going to want to retreat from that stress, from, from the stressor, which is you. So, one, so getting back to the topic that we're talking about is that you want to make sure that when you're sitting with your dog, that when you're petting your dog, when you're massaging your dog, when you're doing everything with your dog, that you continue to, to breathe and the dog will pick up on your um, on your relaxation and be able to relax with you. Okay, that's okay. That's great. I'll definitely next time <laughs> I'm working, I'm going to check this out because a lot of times I am really focusing honestly more on watching the dog and mm-hmm. not and and I get away from what you're saying that I get away from the fact that they're just mirroring me, <laughs> so I can eliminate the middleman and kind of pay attention to what I'm doing too. <laughs> and at the conference, I remember you gave a, a wonderful presentation on um, on stretching your dog, and uh-huh. you you actually you know got down on the floor and you were like working in the dog and you were, <laughs> you were like you know, little little beads of sweat were popping out of your forehead. And the dog was starting, you know, dogs don't perspire too, but they were, but the dog was actually picking up on the amount of effort that you were putting into the stretching routines you were putting here, that he was going through. So it was, it was interesting. The two of you become a unit. The the massage is actually a kind of a relationship. Right. It it has a a beginning, a middle and end and a kind of, and then a residual uh, memory of that. Um, And so that's, so that's, Every, every aspect of a relationship is encapsulated in the massage form. And so yeah. that's, uh, and, there, and there are different types of massage. There's a relaxation massage. There's also the one that, where you're uh, going to be doing more of a mechanical massage or a sports massage to warm up a body. Um, mm-hmm. Or, a, uh, or a, we had a, there's a dog that I'm going to be working on this, um, this weekend that's about, that has uh, Wobbler's disease, end stage, and we don't know how long it's going to last, so we're going to be doing something called a transition massage um, to help the dog and the owner into um, a sense of of understanding and acceptance of of the dog moving on to a different plane. So massage has a lot of different aspects. And so does breathing play into the different types of massage? I know that you were Boy, sure <laughs> you're making me laugh because you talk about the enormous effort <laughs> that I expend. <laughs> and funny enough, you should mention that because that is one of my topics is less effort, less effort. You're just standing there <laughs> holding space. And I notice that the dogs start to... Um, I'm very effective at dispelling energy. I get superb results with dogs that are anxious and, you know, you know, need to calm down. And it's weird. It's not like through a relaxation, but it's almost like I'm helping them get it out of their body and they start to pant. And where I'm sweating, they're panting. You know, it's this know, whole it thing. Was, it was great because you're, you're so much of a personal trainer and I'm so much more of a kind of like a quiet, you know, this, this uh, Which, energy worker kind of like, let's be real subtle and get this thing done in a real quiet Absolutely, way. and, and it all there, works. Like, yeah, you're getting the dog to jog and jump up and down and wear a little bit <laughs> <and> it's, uh, <laughs> He, it's, he uh, will just, do what I say, no. Put the whip back, Rick, out. But Put it's, the it's really, <laughs> what's, what's refreshing is that we have, um, you know, there's a whole different, there's a whole wide spectrum of things that people can do because massage is basically, it's, it's a relationship, and every relationship is an extension of your personality. And your personality is different from mine. Mine's from, yeah. from everybody else. You know, there are seven 
million people in this, 7 billion people, is it? 6 billion people on this planet. And each one of us has a separate personality. No, no, no one's the same. So seven, like, that 7 billion different types of massages are 7 Exactly. And thank you for saying that because you're so right. I mean, they're all valid. And if it resonates with you, you're more likely to continue it. So don't think that you have to fit yourself in a little box and, you know, turn into Zen person if you're totally angst-ridden or vice versa. I mean, it just center yourself, get your proper intention, and when you're touching your animal it will be reflected that you are in the right space by how that animal is responding. And you, and, Jonathan, mm-hmm. let's talk about... Also, and also how you're responding. Do you feel good on the inside when you're... Does it make you happy? Are you, yes. are you kind of like... Are you kind of tapping into that sense of bliss that, that is your, yeah. your real purpose? Because when you're, when you're feeling happy, when you're, when you're um, just you know, in the zone, um, then that's really what you're supposed to be doing. And that's the style of massage that you need to maintain. That's so true. It's less kind of, you know, I have to remind myself to not be so goal result oriented and just let the body heal. Like I said, we're just standing there holding space for whatever this body is doing. We are not initiating the change. We're just kind of cueing the body, I like to say, just kind of standing there as it does its thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So what I want to I want to talk more about breathing. Um, Okay. As you were saying, with the different types of massage, but let's let's take a quick break for the sponsors to get a few words in edgewise. And when we come back, if you could, maybe let's expand on the different types of massage and maybe the different types of breath that elicit different responses and, and such. It sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. We'll be right back in one second. Everyone, big breath in, and we're breaking for commercial. Be back in a second. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From ski drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win with Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. Great. We're back. Everyone's still here. We're breathing. <laughs> Jonathan and I are having a blast. Thanks for hanging <laughs> with us. And we were going to talk more about the breath um, and different types of massage. Jonathan was saying there's different types of massage, you know, stimulation, you know, energy release, grounding, calming, transitional massage when our animals are passing into the afterlife and how it's mainly to help us cope, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, what what different types of you know what power do we have to affect change with our breath are there are there different breathing patterns we can use or yeah i think that there's a tremendous uh, opportunity for us to to use our breath for calming for uh-huh. our, because you can you know the way you breathe affects everything around you if you could kind of imagine um a balloon and two two um uh points drawn on it and when you inflate that balloon the points move up, apart and when uh-huh. you deflate the balloon, they move together. So your entire body, all the pores in your body expand when you inhale yeah. and contract when you exhale. And so your whole body moves up and back and forth, back and forth. And you're pushing the space around your body, out, mm-hmm. compressing that body out as you exhale, as you inhale, and pulling it back when you inhale. So the, the space around your body is, is being affected by your breathing. Everything in that space is being affected by your breathing, too. So your dogs are going to be affected by the expansion and contraction of your whole body. As you contract, if your hands are really tight, as we were saying, I, we mentioned earlier the little whirls in your fingers. I have to talk about that because I'm fixated. <laughs> I'm writing a book right now, and this is the part that I'm talking about, and I just I just can't get out of the well, concept. Well, bring it on. Bring it on. Slap <laughs> us got with these your little, wisdom. <laughs> these little whirls, these little patterns that are in our fingertips that, that give us our fingerprints. You know, when your fingerprint goes down, uh-huh. your, your perspiration is expressed through there, and when you your hands are tight, then those little whirls tighten up and there's like a tiny little difference of, um, of microns of variation, which when it's projected out can be, you know, like meters across, okay? Yeah, it, as from far an as the difference. Adam's perspective, that's a huge change, you sure. know? And, exactly. Yeah, and it's like, so there are a lot of different changes that happen with the amount of perspiration that your dogs feel in, in, your, in your body and also the amount of perspiration that the dogs can smell. Now, all of, there's a lot of chemistry that happens in our bodies so that dogs can actually, our bodies will ex, uh, excrete a certain um, chemical if we're afraid or if we're uh-huh. in pain or if we're well or if we're happy uh, or if we're um, just all kinds of things, if we're hungry. Um, I never even thought about the fact that you smell, of course, you smell different when you're excreting, you know, liquids. You're talking about sweating. That's mm-hmm. just a toxin release, and a, it's yes. like tears or a toxin release. Well, I never even thought of that. Of course the dogs pick up on that. Sure, and they pick, and they, they pick up on, the, on the, the, the subtle qualities that within, it's just not just perspiration, but there is a type of perspiration. There are like characters yeah. to it. You know, this is going to be fear. You know, that you can smell something. You can smell fear. You can smell happiness. There's kind of a giddiness. You know, if someone's in love, there's you can smell that. Um, wow, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, and it's neat. And the dogs can pick up on all of that stuff. And so it's just kind of again the way that you would control uh, a dog's emotions in your in in 
uh, in your space is to control your breathing and to make sure that you are calm and reflective and uh, and just kind of being um, holding, again, as you were saying, holding space, being a support system, being a facilitator, just being present and aware of what's happening in your body. Your awareness of, what's of, of your own presence is going to enhance the dog's awareness of their bodies because, again, yeah, they're respecting exactly. you. And that's, when that's they become more right aware there. of their body, then they can they can initiate or support a more he- a healing process. Yeah, that's key. And you know, I'm sitting here breathing, and I'm I oftentimes actually with my human clients too. I talk a lot about breath and different breathing exercises they can do to calm themselves. And and I I got this visual as you were talking of the body expanding and contracting, and how waves in a pool ripples expand out. And contract. And I started thinking, and I've talked about this before, about how distortion in the body is more in the, takes the shape of like a square wave, like sound, distorted sound is actually a square wave, whereas beautiful, balanced, harmonious sound is a rounded wave, very, you know, rhythmic, rounded wave. So not only are you, you're expanding and contracting the space and you are with the rhythm of your breath creating waves which translate Mm -hmm to more calm versus this distortion and, and I'm thinking of distortion that comes in the form of your TV your computer talking anger I mean anything pollutants sure, sure. so I mean yeah, straight, wow straight lines are straight lines are, are unnatural there are no actual straight lines in in the world everything is curved right. everything's soft um, so to think of your body like mm-hmm. curving when you're breathing that's really helpful for me to think of it as a wave a rhythmic wave and how important that is. Yeah, there are no a, straight lines. Yeah, wow. can, I, can I jump off on that for a second? Yeah, I guess, totally. You know, now, I teach a class in how to massage dogs in water. It's a, it's a, it's a water and a, it's a massage in a swimming pool class. Yeah, it's uh, great. That's, that's great. one of the workshops that I teach. And one of the things we do is we will we'll create a wave pattern. It'll be, you'll stand, with, say, with your back to um, maybe three feet from the side of the pool, you create a wave pattern and observe how the, the the wave moves back off to the side of the pool, hits the wave, and then the wave bounces back. And then uh-huh. you can ride that wave. You can kind of body surf that that wave back toward into the dock. So we actually use the the flow around us as part of the massage. That's, that's oh, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's fabulous to me. I love <laughs> to think of things as cyclical. And also, I want to get back to one other thing since we're skipping around now, the balloon analogy. And it's funny you mentioned that in breathing because that's one of the ways I try to um, encourage people to get their breath in their diaphragm. For me, the phrase breathing in your belly you hear in yoga and stuff that's never really resonated with me for mm-hmm. one the diaphragm's up higher to me than my belly i know that the belly moves but one way that was really helpful a friend and yoga instructor told me when you're blowing air into a balloon it actually fills the balloon from the bottom up so the air is, air is expanding the bottom of the balloon up and when i think of when i does. yeah so when i inhale i think of it going to the base of my lungs and mm-hmm. filling my lungs out, and it reminded me of that when you talked about the balloon. Yeah, and I'm think, yeah, I'm, I'm visualizing one of those long balloons you use for making little dogs, and, and yeah, that's really, yeah, they 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 inflate from the bottom up. Uh, I'm thinking also as uh, part of my background is I'm a registered nurse, and uh-huh. the uh, the lower lobes of the lungs 
seldom get enough oxygen because we are shallow breathers. We breathe up in the top. And so when you do this belly breathing, you're really kind of, you're really uh, giving them a sense, uh, an opportunity to, to cleanse themselves and to participate in the rest of the body, you know. And it's the yeah. lower lobes that are shoved down against the diaphragm. So when you're, so that's the part, the diaphragm is going to be move, pushing up against the, the bottom part of the lungs in order to, to, to facilitate breathing. So there's a lot of interesting dynamics happening inside the body. A lot uh, of. And that core. Yeah, that core t- totally. And also, let's say, you know, people, if you guys start um, working on just breathing calmer and even deeper, as we're saying, working with your dog, I mean, your cells have memory. So you're going to be basically retraining your body how to breathe more efficiently and properly. And s- let's stay on the <laughs> on my favorite <laughs> anatomy topic. Let's go to the nursing background a minute. The lower lobes. The adrenal glands are right there underneath. And then mm-hmm. you have the diaphragm that runs down the length of the spine. It runs down to T12, which is the end of the thoracic spine, right before your first lumbar. That's where the psoas muscle, it actually touches the diaphragm and branches down and hooks into the legs. Well, the psoas is the fight-or-flight muscle. It's the guy that's like, we're calm or we're not calm. It's mm-hmm. the guy knots in your stomach, not knots in your stomach. So... The breathing is super important, and to me, it's kind of like a chicken and the egg. You know, you can be nervous, and that speeds up your breathing, or you can be speed up your breathing, and that'll make you nervous. I mean, mm-hmm. either way. Right. So, which to me is empowering because we can affect our changes in our body, our dog's body, just by working on the different types of breathing. So, what about different types of breathing? Are there any different breath? You know, like inhale for one, exhale for two. Any little tips or different types oh, of breath. You know, um, I used to teach that, but now I just want people to be comfortable. If they if they try to conform to my timing, then I feel like I'm putting them in some sort of a straight jacket that's not natural. So I just want them, I just ask them to be to breathe naturally. Uh, try to slow it down a little bit. Pay attention to the fact that you are in here. You know, there is a great Tai Chi exercise that we can, I can verbalize for you. Is it the uh, breath of fire? I'm guessing, I'm guessing. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't that's, know what it's called think, in Tai Chi. I don't know. I, th- I think that's Kundalini. But we're going to be... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Never mind. <laughs> that's a different show. <laughs> yeah, that is a different show. All right, now this is the one where you would, if you're standing, you would stand um, with your feet uh, shoulder width apart, uh, uh-huh. your uh, toes facing forward, because if you do with your toes facing backwards, you're going to be facing the other way. So toes right. facing forward, and uh, and your your hands are just dangling naturally at your side. Your back is fairly is is as straight as possible. And with an inhale, you gather the energy around your uh, the upper part of your thighs. Okay. And, and with an exhale, you you bring your hands, you cup your hands and bring them up to heart level. So right. They're, they're right out in front of you. And then with an exhale, so that's inhale, exhale. Inhale, you open your arms wide to the side. So you're okay. going to be kind of embrace, getting ready to embrace the entire universe. Yes. Exhale, bring your hands together. Uh-huh. Inhale, turn your palms to your, to your chest and bring your hands in with an inhale. Okay. Turn your hands out, pushing out with your palms with your exhale. Uh-huh. All the way out. Inhale, drop your hands down to your side. And exhale, release the energy that you've been uh, playing with out your fingertips. Do this Ooh, I love that four, one. Three or four times. It's, so it's, you're um, basically, you're inhaling and scooping energy up from the earth, pulling up. it up to your heart, I exhaling and 
pushing it down back to the earth or away from you Mm -hmm. out into space and then inhaling pulling some more back in and then back down to the earth Ooh, i love that one it's great in fact it covers all the different directions and it's a great technique and also it gets you involved with incorporating all of the energy around your body because you're not just breathing inside your body you're breathing with the space around you and uh, where this com- where this works with massage is like the dog is part of that space, and so as you, if you can continue this kind of like calm, methodical kind of uh, aware breathing Rhythmic, while you're yeah. working with the dog, it really helps the dog to become aware of their own body and and continue the whole um, relaxation process. And you know that's so true that you you keep saying, and I keep loving to hear a do- helping a dog be aware of his own body. Oftentimes. I go to work on a dog that's super hyper and when I am doing Reiki and in my calm, not athletic mode, <laughs> I, am, I am doing the same thing you're saying. I'm holding and I'm, I'm breathing in a very calm but almost in a, um, what's the word I'm looking for, in a, not exaggerated but I'm trying to show the dog what I'm doing. So I'm trying to mm-hmm. show that dog that I'm breathing calm and they really do, they do soften because Remember, we don't end where our skin ends. I mean, we carry on out. We are just movement. And what is the byproduct of cellular movement? Waves of energy. So sure, hopefully sure. we have that or we're not, we're not healthy. We're not even alive. <laughs> In true. fact, and on the other, on the other thing, you know, there's another side of that coin. If you, uh, if you hold the quarter up and you look at the, uh, hold the quarter up in front of you, you can see the head on one side. But on the other side, there's also the other side is that when the dog is nervous, we're going to pick up on that. And we're going to kind of interpret that through our entire life history, through all of our all of our memories. And uh, yeah. the space that you hold for the dog is just kind of filled with, you may it may be stillness, but it's filled with all kind of little unfinished thoughts and memories and perceptions and relationships that that mm-hmm. are still kind of like hanging out in your mind. So it yeah. kind of makes up our personality and the whole matrix that we're working in, and that the dog is entering. So when I bring, you know, I massage dogs on tables. I have a massage table for dogs. So what I bring to the table is my stuff. The dog comes to the table with her stuff. The two Uh of us have a relationship where we mix our stuffs together. It sounds like Uh a George Carlin routine where they put my stuff. (laughs) Um, I love that routine. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, you know, and we mix it up for a half hour or so, and then we move our separate ways. Each one of this slightly changed. We each with a little course correction. And that's and then we you know perhaps we'll meet a second time or a third time or fourth time, and we, it'll each time is going to be slightly different, but it's going to be based on the memories and the comfort levels um, associated with the time before. And so it seems yeah, that's beautiful thought. That is that we all change. You know, touch is such a powerful thing, and just that you know intimacy without what's so hard in our culture without sexuality it's so important to get that as from any person you can feel comfortable getting that from dog animal the intimacy and touch is yeah, so I don't do the sexual thing with dogs i you know i just no. I draw lines somewhere and that's in the sand that's I said wrong. without sexuality <laughs> I said without. <laughs> that's funny. No, but yeah. that is beautiful. That's so beautiful to think that, you know, we are just kind of, our energies are meshing and we're saying, oh, I can learn this from you. I'm getting that from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We go our separate ways. That's, I love that. I love that thought. And, you know, we are, 
like I said, we are we don't end where our skin ends, and that's why it's so important. I think to just pay attention and know that as a human, we are affected by things we cannot see. So just being gentle with ourselves when we don't understand maybe why we're stressed or not feeling like ourselves. It could just be the environment or stuff you've picked up and. With one last thing, let's end because unfortunately we're out of time. We could talk forever, but I want to go back to end on the expansion of the fingertips and knowing Mm -hmm. and just this interchange with the animal in you. And I'm thinking, you know, as we're expanding our space and contracting and making it more rhythmic, it's actually has smoother edges and it's easier to transmit and have like a dialogue if there is this expanded, rhythmic, soft, curvy space that the air is affected. You are so right. You know, there is a wonderful book by uh, Turd Rugas. Are you familiar with it? It's called Calming Signals for Dogs. Totally. In fact, we talked about her on my last show. I love love her. Okay. One of the things that she talks about, and one of the things that I teach in in our Pet Massage for Kids courses, is that when, and you you touched on a little bit about about how how wrong it is to walk in straight lines or to, you know, how how that affects us uh, energetically. Is that mm-hmm. she talks that when dog one one dog wants to approach another one in a gentle and loving fashion, it walks in, a, in the shape of a curve. Yeah. So it's that Isn't same that cool? kind of curving passage. Um, I, I yep. see there's a, there's a path running from my back door out by my out to the garage in my backyard, and I've got happy dogs, and so that path is a as a gentle curve off to the side. That's... It could be done in one in one straight line. But no, yep. the dogs just want to kind of angle around and just kind of like, you know, careen around the backyard. So, wow, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's, I have the same path in my backyard. And you know what? It's curved now that you mention it. Wow. Yeah. That's really yeah. blown my mind to think about that. You know, because how people approach dogs and how we are the ones with like that need these social <laughs> trainings <laughs> compared to them. They're like, what? I mean. A, normally a person will walk up to a straight dog straight at them mm-hmm. stick their hand in their face and pat them on the head and it's right. like what that's wrong on so many levels <laughs> exactly <laughs> no wonder right. the dog's like recoiling you know as we talked in my last show you're supposed to well not supposed to but it would be more polite to not go patting him on the head you know a chest or a flank pet mm-hmm. is much less obtrusive than one on top of the head and then to add to that Making a curved approach, not such a direct beeline, aggressive, right at, I'm coming right at you approach. Yeah, the curved approach is so important. In fact, we even have like a little uh, exercise or a drill that um, the Girl Scouts use in practicing. I say, okay, I'm going to be the uh, the teacher and I've called you up to my desk. Um, how are you going to approach? And if, you know, if you're going to approach me in a straight line or are you, if you approach in a curved line, I'm going to be more willing to listen to, to your side of the story. Of course, yeah. I mean, I can yeah, see that right about, now. Yeah, yeah. and the, the teachers, of course, don't under, may not understand that level of the body language, but if the kids do, then they have an, <laughs> one more tool in, the, in their little yeah. uh, toolbox to be able to, to handle the situation. Otherwise, totally. it would be just terrifying. This way, at least you have something that you can do to kind of mollify the, the situation. Yeah, exactly. And like you're saying, even if the hum- if the teacher doesn't get it, you know what? Non subconsciously, energetically, exactly they are. Right. They are mm-hmm. aware. I mean, we communicate they say up to 
93% of our of human communications nonverbal. That's I right. mean, right. you know, it's like, what? <laughs> How much do we pay attention? Not very much, unfortunately. But you have to do the semicolon uh, parentheses at the end of a sentence on, online. You've got to put a little wink in there because that's our yeah. body language. Exactly. Right. You're so right. And I, no wonder when I turned my book in, not much of the text was changed, but boy, they sure circled lots of exclamation points in there. It was like I was emphatically trying to get my point across. All in caps. <laughs> All in caps. Jonathan, thank you so much for talking with us today or with me today. And the breath, I mean, I'd love to have you back on again. And, you know, pleasure. we we didn't talk about the labyrinth. We, you're talking about curves, and we could have gone right into talking about the labyrinth, which, gosh, for all you listening out there, the labyrinth is you know, a maze that you walk and a human, it's like a meditative, you breathe and it just helps calm your mind. Well, Jonathan's actually doing a doggy labyrinth, which I, I find that incredibly fascinating. So I'd like to just talk about that one. Tell me a little tiny, tiny bit about it. Is it... A little bit about it. I just, I, in fact, I just had an interview last week. I believe there's going to be an article on the Labyrinth Society magazine online. Okay. Okay. Coming up in the next, in the next week or so. Uh-huh. Um, and it talks about we created a, um, a double dog labyrinth. Uh, uh-huh. and it's kind of if you could visualize two drops hitting water at the same time and the circles expanding out and kind of interlacing with each other. Uh-huh. Uh, we took that concept and created a drawing of it. So we have a large labyrinth painted on the floor of, of uh, part of our of our um, classroom, and it is um, based on that concept. And it kind of resembles a dog boat. <laughs> oh, so, how perfect! People would walk through this labyrinth, and you know, bend, you know, either making turns to the left or to the right, and accessing different memory patterns in their bodies. And so, you know, people can walk by themselves, or they can use it for increasing flexion um, and extension, and kind of uh, again, body awareness and bonding yeah. with their animals as they walk through. So. That's um, so we're, cool. We're excited about that. Yeah, I'm very excited. That sounds that. great. Well, great. Thanks. And so all of you out there listening, this is just the labyrinth and breathing and meditating and exercise and eating right. These are all ways and methods, tools for our tool belt to get peace, achieve peace in this life and just sustain kind of a sense of calm in our lives, which we all are looking for. And it's, hey, drug-free, no side effects except positive ones. Let me reiterate. So anyway. So let's just, all join hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> now, now you're getting to my kind of show. We aren't going to get that corny, but I could easily go there. <laughs> Jonathan, it's been great talking with you. Tell Jacques Poodle-Doo and Lola Brigida, your beautiful boxer, and your wife, hello okay. for me. And I would love to chat with you again. I just want to thank you for all your insight on this awesomely fascinating topic of breath. I appreciate it's been it. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, well, don't go away, guys. Or well, Actually, we do have to go away, but we'll be back next week with another exciting episode of Win With Dogs. Hey, go breathe. Count one, two, three. Inhale, exhale, and win with dogs. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win With Dogs.